Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I try to live my life, live my life every day. Keep out of strife, come what may. I try to do unto others as I'd have them do to me. But it can't be done for everyone and now it's plain to see. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground news team and the tag team champions of the podcast world. I am the lunatic left lip ghost and back from special assignment all the way from Papua New Guinea is the radical one, Ryan Dean, the right lip. How are you, my friend? I can't wait to hear all about it. Jazz hands. You're supposed to do this instead of clapping these days because clapping is offensive and loud. So, yeah, there we go, dude. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, really missed last week. You know, you guys did a great job, though. It was uh, what Drew and Catalyst that were on here, right? Yep. Yes, sir. They did a Here. lovely job. It takes usually it does take two people to replace me in any kind of given situation, but that's fine. They they did really do a good job. So yeah, they did. They were they were a couple <laughs> of our two top contributors. So right, it's like why not? So no, and, and obviously I'm kidding. Those guys could obviously replace me in just about anything in life, probably. But uh, yeah, man, I, I you know hellish week, but we're on the other side of it, and now I'm uh, you know very thankful and. You know, my Christian faith's a little stronger for it and all that stuff. So it's kind of cool, man. You know, something uh, positive to come out of all this, uh, you know, real negative shit. But as you can see, we're both here, sun's out, guns out. Uh, you know what I mean? We got to we gotta really fucking represent. You know what I mean? So uh, fun day, though, man. I'm fucking tired, dude. I might I might be a little low energy. Um, stayed up late uh-huh. last night watching uh, UFC, and I, I haven't been drinking much lately, and I drank last night. And I understand what hangovers are again now. So. <laughs> well, some of our best shows are when one of us is low energy and the other's not. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. We still got a lot of stuff. Victoria, as always, coming in clutch, sending me like 20 videos. Nice. I picked a, like, you know, eight of them that I really liked. We can go through those. And then um, standing as always, there's no shortage of goofy ass news to talk about. But as the listeners know, we kind of like to bullshit a little bit up front here. What'd you get into this weekend, dude? I got into uh, gay midget martial arts. Good. Good. That's yeah. a good Father's Day activity, by the way. Happy Father's Day, everybody out there, including yes. you. Well, thank I, you. And I'm yes. a dog dad. But yes. that's uh, that you are. So, yes. And happy Father's Day to all those uh, those those men that just donated their sperm. You know, just just think, you know, you're here because your mom probably wasn't in the mood. Right. Right. And, you know, I do want to say uh, not a happy Father's Day to the single mothers out there because the single mothers try to hijack this. You guys got Mother's Day. And I heard, too, if you're Mexican, you got two fucking days that honor moms. So single moms, you're single moms. You're not dads. This isn't like the uh, impregnator holiday. This is Father's (laughs) Day. And we're actually recording this on Father's Day to break down the fourth wall there a little bit. And uh, I'm especially thankful for this Father's Day, man. You know, it's a it's a huge, huge holiday. Dads are are everything in the life of our children. So uh, if you're a dad, don't be a deadbeat one. Do do the right thing out there. But continue Absolutely. with your gay midget porn or whatever you're talking about. So anyway, no, no gay midget porn. Friday night we did the tavern. You were you were there. Garrett King dropped some uh, 
some great hammers and, and, and tied it in with a little bit of what you were going through and what, from your last episode. So obviously, you know, this Friday, the listeners are going to get to hear that. Um, Saturday just kind of chilled out, watched some movies. I watched, uh, I, what was it called? The North, the pass at North Bend or something like that. It had Jeremy, uh, Renner. What's, Renner in it. And he played like a, uh, he was a wildlife, like a game warden type, type deal, but his deal was like getting rid of like predators on by this reservation, you know, mountain lions, whatever came across a dead, uh, uh, Native American girl in the snow and the FBI comes in and, you know, long story short ends up, you know, he saves the day, you know, so, but it was a good movie. And then today I watched one called Hickok, which was about loosely based around wild Bill Hickok goes into, uh, uh, Abilene, Kansas, they they make him a sheriff and some you know they bring in some drama and what have you but it was it was a pretty good movie you know western ish but it it could have had a little bit more gunslinging action for my liking I mean you're gonna name a movie after Hickok I mean come on it's right. Wild Bill speaking of uh, westerns have you seen the Hateful Eight uh, on Netflix it's is a that the one Latino film with um ah oh, shit I forget the guy's name um. Kurt Russell. No, I don't think I have. I saw the, what's oh, the one dude. that had Adam Sandler in it? Yeah, this is a good movie. Adam Sandler okay. is trash. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, it's something about like hateful eight. It sounds like that. Right. And yeah, he's just kind of like clowning on that idea. Yeah. So yeah, but, dude, if you like Westerns, I recommend you watch that tonight. It is such a good movie. You know how Quentin Tarantino is like this master of making dialogue interesting in films. Yeah. And there's not a lot of action in it, but it's an incredible movie. Like the plots and the suspense, it's almost like a horror movie okay. in a weird way. You know the tones of it, and uh, just seems real dark. I've watched it several times for kind of being a more slow, sort of boringish movie. It's incredibly well done, and I—I I mean, I don't even like westerns, but I fucking love that movie. It's great. Nice stuff. I was so close last night to pulling the trigger on watching Tombstone again, which would have probably been my one millionth time. Like, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. I mean, I had it on VHS back when I was in, in the Air Force and would put either that or Pulp Fiction in to go to bed every fucking night. There you and go. It, it You can't – best Western there was ever made. Was I'll tell you, dude, if you like Westerns and you like Quentin Tarantino's work, absolutely tonight watch the Hateful Eight on Netflix there. Incredible I'll to, movie. I'll have to give uh, that a, a fair shake because I do – Quentin Tarantino, despite some of the weird shit he may or may not be into – has always been ever since I stumbled across him when he did Desperado. Um, okay. Way back in the day with Antonio Banderas in it. And I was like, man, I love this guy's work. And it, then Pulp Fiction comes out and so many others. And yeah, it, he's, he's good. Have you seen, cause he's a decent actor too. There's the, uh, from dusk till dawn movie. Have you seen that? That's incredible to stuff too. I cannot stand fucking George Clooney, but Awesome. I think that was his only tolerable role, to be to be honest with you. No, I think he's a good actor, man. Like this is the thing, you gotta separate the art from the artist. Like you're not gonna be able to be entertained by anything if you're just like, I hate this guy, because they're all pieces of shit. Oh right. But Um, I'm just not a fan of his other work. I I didn't like him as Batman. Um Right. Not the best Batman. Michael Keaton is far superior. Yes. Yes. I Um, I'll have to give you that. I, I watched uh the new season of black mirror. And let me tell you right now, awful, awful stuff. It has nothing to do with like the way that the show was, you know, if you've seen black mirror before, 
it's kind of like you know present maybe a little bit future stuff but it's it's really like a dystopian type thing a lot of it's like the the uh you know technocracy kind of in place and all this crazy shit real real techie and this is none of that like at all i i watched one where they were like in the scottish hills or something hmm. and i was trying to figure out what the twist was and i just fell asleep uh there was another one that that actually people told me to watch uh the first episode in the series in the new season where you know just nothing happens like they kind of get into the simulation theory in the first one, but not very well. And I mean, really, that show has fallen off big time. I wonder if they're almost trying to kind of like discredit themselves because they've been so on base uh, with a lot of the things that they've been talking about. But it's bad now. Bad. bad. That, that sucks because I know in the, the Conspiracy World podcast, the first season, and I haven't watched it. Man, that's what everybody talked about you know it's like oh that reminds me of it you know you be, bring up a topic that reminds me of an episode of black mirror that remind and for you, you to see any black mirrors no i haven't oh is dude it, that's another thing you got to check out man is it on netflix yeah it's it's, it's okay. a netflix exclusive okay so one of their original things so yeah i'll have to check that out i started a new new series i, I kind of told you about um ah uh, shit joe pickett it's a paramount plus original it's not bad. Uh, the first first season's out, and they've already recorded the second season, so I think they've released four or five episodes of the second season. Beautiful. It's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. It's about, about Game Warden out, which kind of has been my thing lately, out in Wyoming, but gets tied up in you know uncovering this fucking racketeering. The town's corrupt, and he's the one that fucking you know run, ends up running everybody out. His family almost dies doing it, but... It's good. It doesn't have the only big name actor in it is the guy that played um what's his face on Star Trek that had that golden visor, the black dude, and he he also did reading Rainbow. Okay. Um God, his name's on the tip of my tongue. He has like a two part last name, but he's in it. He's he's an older guy, but he has good good series. Um yeah. and then made some good good food today. So I don't Lovely. know. If, I know you, you made some banging food yesterday, so you got to let the listeners know about this. Yeah, just birria, man. It was all right. I, you know, like usually when uh, when I have birria, like that's done at other places, it's done a little bit better. Um, I got some work to do on my birria, which is just, you know, basically shredded beef, but it's got kind of a kick to it, a little different than just traditional shredded beef. And then you dip it in this, like, I always call it like a Mexican version of a jus. It's called consome and it's just heavenly stuff you know really sogs your tacos and stuff yes. really good but uh, i think I, to quote the great ryan dean that sauce will knock your dick in the dirt it will it's good yeah it's like a like a gravy like i said it's like mm -hmm. a, a mexican au jus so good stuff but my my i rated mine like eight out of ten you know what i mean usually i give my shit ten out of ten but this wasn't this wasn't awesome. I, we ate it, but just gotta tweak it a little bit. You know what I mean? Just, oh yeah, I, I need I need more flavor in it for sure. So we'll figure yeah. that out. But uh, what'd you end up making? And then we'll get into some news. I made some new bone-in New York strips and I saw, uh, seared them on the blackstone in some garlic uh, butter with corn on the cob, and then I did I sliced up some. Potatoes, did fried potatoes on, on the Blackstone, and scallops. So I did a little surf and turf today. Ah, nice. And scallops and scallops came are out. done already, and you're waiting to eat them, huh? Oh, I already, I, I 
ate about six of them so far. You've been picking at them? Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. What good cook does not pick at their food when it's done? I mean, you know, all of them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, as always, you know, every week you, you mentioned that Catalyst and, um, and uh, Drew are really good contributors to the show, right? Shout out Victoria, man. She's a, yeah. a supporter of both of our shows and she sends me a lot of stuff. And, you know, if you know me and if you interact with me on Instagram, I'm notoriously very bad at answering DMs. Um, so I kind of wait up until, you know, in this case, Sunday, uh, but usually Monday to kind of go through all these videos that people send. And I, I pick some stuff out. I miss a lot of stuff, unfortunately, but um, I've gotten to the point where, like, I absolutely have to make sure that I check out what Victoria sends. And I'm going to share this with you here. Okay. Um, we've got several from her and she might have sent you these same ones, but we will go through these and kind of just listen to uh, a few different points. This is about 6G and the idea. People were saying like 6G is not even going to be a thing. 5G is like already like the max that we would ever need. You know, how these people work. They like to keep moving shit forward and getting it crazier and crazier. Um, this seems like transhumanism here, according to what, what the video says. And I watched the beginning of this. And I figured, uh, why don't we just wait and we can do a reaction video here if we want. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, point at the stuff and <laughs> do this for each thing that goes down, right? Uh, but yeah, so here's this first one. Uh, and again, this is from Victoria here. So let's see if I can time this right. Here we go. To another another species, okay? And uh, it won't be long. It, it'll be in the 2020s. Uh, if, you survive, if you survive to 2030 without... Any of these uh, genetic therapies injected into you. You can't hear this, Biological correct? operating systems. If you can survive to the 2030s and not become a human antenna, it's not just going to be one thing. It's going to be multiple things that they're going to try to get into our bodies. Right. If you can survive to the 2030s as a pure human being, you're going to be in a small minority of resistors. Of course, they'll call you terrorists, insurrectionists, Enemy. enemies, infidels, but you will be the remaining pure bloods be the remaining human purebloods on the planet. Satan is eliminating God's creation. That's why, that's why the time until Jesus Christ comes back, I believe it's very short. Nothing like this has ever happened, Doc. Nothing. It's never happened like this on this scale. We don't know, we don't know what kind of technology that they had before the Great Flood. But the Bible says that Noah was, was pure in his generation. Yes. Does that mean he, was, he and his family were the last purebloods left on the planet? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. So, but the Nephilim were here, and the Nephilim are still here, and they're busy, and they're directing these scientists and engineers, uh, and they are now transitioning the human race into another species, which is being merged with technology, synthetic biology. If you start study that, study, just go online and study synthetic biology. It will shock you to find out what advances in synthetic biology they've already made. One of the other interesting aspects of this particular article, though, is how. 6G is going to operate in a whole new environment. It's not going to be operating like 5G is now, uh, basically the radio waves and wires. Mm -hmm. It's going to operate in light. It's going to be transmitted through light. Uh, you know, Lucifer is the angel of light. And so, uh, you know, and so we're talking 6G. I just think it's interesting that, you know, even our own studio here, you know, LED lights, they're pervasive. I mean, mm -hmm. Every light you own nowadays uh, is an LED light. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that it turns on and off a million times a second, but they can now use light to transfer information. Mm -hmm. And and so that's one of the words that we've come across at these tech conferences is the word ubiquitous. In other words, it's everywhere, everywhere you look. Now, what's more ubiquitous than light? Satan, Satan wants to be able to say he is the light of the world. That's what it comes down to. Right. He, he duplicates 
through technology, everything that God is through his being. And Satan wants to be able to say that he, Satan, is the light of the world. Yes. And that's where he's moving. So uh, we'll watch this uh, advancement in technology. Um, look, God could set it back. He could, he, could, he could mess up their technology, mess up their plans. We don't know. But if we continue on the path that we're on, there's not going to be a lot of pure blood humans left on the planet in the 2030s. Pretty interesting stuff. I mean, we 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 talked about this a little bit with Garrick, right? There was a yeah. few things um, well, that reminded me of that conversation there. So, thoughts? We've been transmitting data through light for probably 25, 30 years, if not longer. It's called fiber optics, okay? So, I just want to clear that fear porn out of there. I I can see where, and I and when it comes to these topics, you and I, I always play the the opposite role, just because I I like to question. I see the whole pure pure blood thing. I get it. You and I are both pure bloods, uh, to to our knowledge. But yet, actually, we're probably not because we were vaccinated as babies, and I went to the military and was vaccinated to the wazoo to go anywhere in the, in the fucking world. So am I pure blood? Probably fucking not. Um, this whole pure blood, because you didn't get the, the Rona vax. I, I can see that. However, with the six G I've heard, I've even heard reports that they're, they're, they're already trying to roll out 12 G. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of this is just the, the mainstream Christian religions fear porn to, and, and if it works good, but they've been, they say the same thing in every fucking generation, every five, every five years, it's something that we've heard. They keep saying, Oh, Christ is coming back. Uh, do you, Jesus or Satan is, is the light bringer and, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no shit. I, I can read that out of scripture. My grandparents thought it was the fucking end of the fucking world too when the Great Depression was here. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know so if. Uh, and, and I'm not bashing on any Christians out there or or the religion. It's just I don't know, and I just get sick of hearing the same shit repeated time and time again, just with a different way and a different technology that's coming out. Right. Yeah. I uh, from what I was reading and what I was learning. It seems like the idea of Jesus coming back is more of a metaphor too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, and, and this is kind of one of those things that I struggle with personally is like, you know, what do you take literal in the Bible and what don't you? And I've kind of realized it seems like you can't really take any of it literally at all. No, no so because I don't understand why a lot of people out there believe that that this idea of of Jesus coming back. I I, I believe that he was a real person. Uh, I know Garrick was saying that there's no proof that there was any person called Jesus and that was, you know, Yeshua and all that stuff. Joshua is what that translates to in more modern English and whatever. That's all good. And while I, I get that, but um, the idea of, you know, somebody coming back just to start horrible shit to, you know, to, to keep like some crazy shit going on. I, I'm not articulating it well, but basically, you know, once Jesus comes back and then like shit hits the fan, why is that an exciting thing for Christians? It is fear porn in, in, in like a huge way. So, um, you know, in the way that they teach this to kids where, you know, American dad does a really good, I'll see if I can find the clip. Um, 
of the rapture really quick from American Dad. It is fucking hilarious, dude, because they're they're like, you know, marketing it to little kids to to scare them to be good people. And, um, you know, I think that it's just kind of a goofy way to to do it. But at the same time, I'm not perfect. I don't know all the, the answers here. Uh, I know Ghost says he does. But no, I'm just yes, I, I do. I know everything about everything. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, it's tough to know, though, dude. It is. And and just because you're out there and, and you you might be strong in your faith and you think it's it's wrong to question. It's not. It's not wrong to question because God gave you free will for that for that very reason. Right. Uh, if if the the Holy Bible is the ultimate fucking text that that says it all, then that's great. However, question it because what I struggle with after being a very devout Christian, being saved, baptized in the Susquehanna River in the middle of January, and you know followed that path, and then I started questioning. And kind of guided off into spirituality a little bit, but kind of always, there was always something that I liked about how the Native Americans and maybe the pagans kind of maybe knew a little bit more. When when, when you get into it, and, and I've said this time and time again, all mainstream religions, whether it's Islam, uh, Judaism, Christianity, Hindu, Take your pick. They're all man-made at the end of the day. They are all created by man in order for you to live a certain life or have certain people control you to live that life. And back in the day, it was to control you to be obedient to a an empire. Uh, yeah, the church or, the you know, like the Romans and what have you. Now you look at it. I mean, I, I watched a video today and I should have saved it. It was a black gentleman. Uh, it must have been like a Southern Baptist church. Cause it got called into the, the pastor's office. And because he was, uh, from what I gathered from it, kind of a, a doing well for himself, you know, businessman or whatever, they were saying, you need to give more to the church. You only give $20 a week and, and blasting them. And the guy's like, there's people here that give like a dollar or $2. Why, why, why are you trying to suck me dry just because I'm, I'm successful? He's like, I'm, I'm not doing this. I, I don't have to do this. And yeah, yeah giving money like, to yeah, the church is bullshit too. Yeah. That's such a bullshit concept. And, and that's something that really has turned me off. That's why I don't go to church. You know, that right. George Carlin has that great bit where he's like, this, this being is all present, all knowing he loves you and all, all this stuff, but he needs money. He needs he a lot 10%. of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what? No, he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like it, it's an interesting one, but yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, it's one of those is what it's called. That it's the church tax. Right. And and they don't pay taxes. So it's kind of funny that they do that. But it, it, you know, when I was talking about this in in the most recent episode that I did here, 398, it was, um, you know, know, the big 400 coming up quick, right after this, this is 399. And then we got South Park this week. You know, I mentioned that like I, I really lean towards Christianity even harder now, but I don't like to call myself a Christian. I don't like that label. It, you know, I, I, it, it is man-made. I don't think that it follows um, Jesus in the most like pure way. No. It seems to be kind of. Uh, and his real name is Yeshua. Right. Well, I don't know about that either because like, uh, you know, there's something that, that happened when, um, you know, I heard that whole Yeshua thing and then I said a prayer and instead of saying in Jesus' name at the end of it, I said in Yeshua's name just to see how it made me feel. And that very next day, my dad was in the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird shit like that where I'm like, I don't, I don't like fucking with that stuff. I'm going to stick with Jesus. 
that Yeshua shit, you know, if you if you say Jesus and then you're thinking of like something positive and you're thinking of that figure, it doesn't matter if you fucking call him Ben. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't I really don't think it does. And at the end of the day, there's no fucking proof that Yeshua is his name either. This is just all theory. So, you know, in Hebrew, in original Hebrew, his name was Yeshua and Yahweh was God. Right. But I'm not fucking Jewish. You know what I mean? So like, right. I'm not going to call him that shit. So, you know, I'm going to stick with with what I feel comfortable with. And that's what people do. Right. Right. Um, but let, check this out. Check out this incredible. I mean, this is just, this really nails it on the head here. You know, I like to quote South Park a lot, but this is a two minute, 30 second clip from American Dad, another one of my faves. And uh, just go on a ride with me here. This is great. All right. Uh oh. What's go. going on? Turn it up just a hair. What's happening? The rapture. Turns out there is a god. (laughs) (laughs) Rapture. If this were the rapture, I'd be floating up there. And so with the slow janitor. Actually, I never truly accepted Jesus into my heart. Mom! Dad! Steve! Haley! What's happening? I was just about to do something really funny. I'll tell you what's happening. It's the end of the world, and we've been left behind. Oh, my God. The homeless guy from the bus station is hung. But I knew that. Hmm. <laughs> Lift me up, Lord. Here, I'll help. Wait, hold on. This Bible stuff is real? All right, somebody call Mel Gibson and apologize. And then call Tim Robbins and tell him I banged Susan Sarandon. He'll know what it means. Father Donovan, what happens now? Honestly, I have no clue. Luckily, I know an expert. Hey, kids! <laughs> I'm Rick of the Raptor, here to tell you about the rapture! The rapture is the beginning of the end of the world! It starts with all true Christians floating up to heaven. What about the sinners that are left behind? Well, Jojo, they get to witness the second coming of Jesus. Jesus is coming back. Did he forget something? (laughs) Nope. Jesus is coming back for Armageddon. that your daddy puts in the car? No, silly. That's antifreeze. The Antichrist is the son of Satan. Well, who's gonna win? I don't know, but you sure don't want to be around to find out. A Christian Kids production. Stay cool. (laughs) Isn't that great, dude? It is. (laughs) <laughs> the scare tactic there, you know what I mean? And like, just like glorifying just like death and carnage and like, it's goofy. And that, yeah. that's why, you know, I struggle with saying that I'm Christian, but I, I absolutely follow Jesus. And I, I uh, try to do it in like just a, a good way. Like that's not over the top. Right. And, and right. Not, you know, pounding that shit into people's heads, man. And Armageddon just simply translates to change or new beginning, I believe. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I was looking into it, it seems like uh, Revelations is more talking about like the Roman Empire, but they were coding it. 
right? Like that was one thing too that I know Garrick was saying later. So it seems to be something where if you look and if you don't just take the pastor's word and you just don't take the Bible literally. You're like the fourth person that has fucking confirmed what I've been speaking about for, for a while. Right. And I, has been, it was written about Nero in the time of Nero. Yeah, and it seemed like they and, and Nero was very anti-Christian, you know, he persecuted yeah. Christians. So it makes sense that that you know they're they're talking about these revelations, things coming to a head, things you know, the dark coming into the light, and all that shit. Um, you know, I remember the QAnon people were saying that we're living in revelations right now because of Trump. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And that was legit to them. Like he's so, the new savior. Yeah, yeah, he's the second coming. So yeah, it's just it, you know. Let's not take stuff so literal. And if you do take it literal and you want to think like that, you can put that out there. But, you know, just know that, you know, there's a lot of bad people that believe what you believe, too. Like, that was the whole thing when I was looking at, uh, you know, the idea of Lucifer being the the good guy. Right. He's the, the light bearer. He's the one that that wants to free us from the oppressive God. It's like, dude, if you're out there and you're believing that and you're calling yourself a conspiracy theorist and you're saying, fuck Bill Gates and fuck the World Economic Forum, that's what those people believe. You're taking their most sacred belief. And you're saying that they're full of shit, but then you're you're thinking that you found something unique by saying that Lucifer is the good guy. This is not unique. This is what, like I said, their most sacred belief. It's fucking stupid when people people go down that path and start thinking that that's reality. But you know, it, it's just funny to uh, to hear the reasoning that some people have for some of their beliefs and stuff. It is. It is. I, I just. Uh, oh, go ahead. I don't know. I was just gonna say it, it's it's one of those things, and I, I hate always. Sounding like I'm, I'm like banging the war drum or, or just putting down, you know, religion in a hole. But if you if you take the root of every religion, no matter what it is, their teachings are good, even even in Islam. OK, it's it's the, the few radicals that 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 radicalizes the few radicals that radicalize Christianity, right. like the uh, uh, what's that southern uh Westboro Baptist Church or whatever, you know, that they, is that the God even, hates uh, God hates fags. That's not me saying. Yeah, that. and they're not even they're not even a fucking Christian outfit. Like, yeah. But people think, oh, you know, they they hear the name and think that, right? Oh, you, you can find that in everything. I don't know. It, it's just at the, at the end of the day, you know, it. I didn't come up with with the slogan, but man, I've I've lived by it for a long time. Think for your fucking self, dude. Right. dude. Well, you did actually come up with that phrase. Uh, that patented by by you. Oh yeah, yeah, true. So anytime get, someone get, says that, they, yes, they uh, I get I get fifty dollars anytime someone says it. Can you say it real quick? No, I will not. Right. Uh, but let's move on here. Yeah, I, I think that that uh, you come from a good place when you just push back on this. When people blindly believe in stuff, that's when things kind of get bad. So there's nothing. You're not saying like, dude, Christians are bad. You're not saying God's oh. not real. You're not saying the devil's the good guy. You're just saying like, hey, this a little. Uh, the pieces fit into place a little too well for all these religions. So maybe it's kind of, you know, man-made and whatnot, but right. um, doesn't mean that you should not follow God or Jesus or whatever the hell you want to follow. But let's get into this one. Uh, this, if I'm looking at the right clip here, this ties directly into what you were talking about with the fear of the vaccines and stuff. I think this is very legit. If this is in fact about MRNA vaccines in vegetables, but let's just see. Yo, why is uh -huh. everybody in New York City acting like this shit normal? No. Niggas looking okay, my mistake. That is about New York being on fire, apparently. Yeah. Um, not on fire, but the smoke coming in from Canada. Have you heard about that shit and seen it? Obviously, everyone has, but. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, you had a lot going on. 
Yeah, dude. It, you, we that, that one day right after that, we, you couldn't even see a half a mile. Like it looked like where we had. Yeah, where I was. Like wow. it. It looked. I have a picture. I'll, I'll have to send it to you. It literally looked like we. Like when we get a really humid day, you get that haze. Okay, and it was like that but on fucking steroids, crack, meth, and any other fucking drug you can think of. And the whole day, you know, I, I went home. I felt like I still smoked cigarettes. My eyes were burning. It uh, it was coughing up shit. I was just like, they're like, oh, everybody stay in your house, but fuck the guys that have to go outside and work, work outside. Like myself, I, I was out there breathing it in all day. And yeah, it was, it was bad, dude. Crazy man, it really is nuts, dude. I can't find this, but they were talking about they were talking about the uh, what do you call it? The, the mRNA vaccine technology and food. So that is just something to obviously be aware of and whatnot. Go go up one more. I think it's that farmer dude. No, that's the one that I just clicked. Are you sure? Positive. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, yeah. Yo, just, oh, that <laughs> is weird. White dude, and then it just goes like- to a black chick in a mask. Yeah. It's not even, but so I, and, and there's a lot of other ones here. This, since we mentioned the fire one, I'll, I'll show this. This was a piece of art that showed up in New York, uh, the day before. So guys, I got two questions for you. First off, do you think this looks like art? Secondly, do you believe in coincidence? So this 21 foot sculpture of burnt logs was displayed in New York City in Rockefeller Center on June 8th which was likely meant it was set up on June 7th, right when the skies in New York City were orange from the Canadian wildfires. Yeah, um, that is quite a coincidence. And check out this quote from the artist of this sculpture. The towering stack of charcoal exists as a spiritual presence to the start of origin, emergence, and return. It evokes unavoidable memory of disasters heard from around the world, while also creating a contrast to the surrounding skyscrapers in a sense of touching the dimension before or after civilization. The structure's abstract appearance made from natural properties of charcoal embodies a desire to purify what humans cannot solve. Okay, um, does he mean by burning things down? Because, uh, yeah, that's what I'm getting out of it, right? Once again, do you think this is art? And do you believe in coincidence? I don't. Hey guys, if you like this content, please share. I do like that guy. She sent me a couple clips from. So guys, I got two questions work. for you. Sorry about that. Um, pretty pretty solid dude. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, it is weird that that would just happen to show up. Right. When we had the smoke, we didn't have much of the orange haze that New York City had. So that was that was weird because when the pictures were starting to pop up on on social media, like you said, it looked apocalyptic. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, look like the end of days. People were taking pictures from, you know, on the other side of the Hudson. You could barely see buildings in that, that just orange haze. It was, it was creepy. I, I ain't going to lie. It was, it was a little creepy. I mean, did I lose sleep over it? No. Um, but it's weird how, it's weird how all of a sudden eight fires start uh, all at the same time with no, uh, no, no lightning storm, no thunderstorms. Right. Yeah, very, very strange in the sixth month of the year, too. It looks all real apocalyptic. Um, Moving right along here, there is uh, this is an interesting one about like Chinese surveillance. And this is stuff that we know, but this is also kind of expanding on it. And I found it just to be interesting. 
A system like China has. It's very dangerous. Video shows how China is using AI in their schools. Know exactly when someone is. Can you pause this for a second? Can't really pause it. What? What were you gonna say? So we we covered something similar to this a couple episodes ago, and I had brought up this very topic of China doing it, but they they were monitoring the the kids' brain waves. Uh, to see if they were focused or, or, you know, whatever. So yeah, this is awesome that she sent you this because th- this explains what I was trying to articulate. Obviously I can't, I'm half fucking retarded, but right. <laughs> yeah, this, this was it. I was just, once I started playing, I was like, Holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's great. And yeah, it starts off with Rogan. You know, my opinions on Rogan. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily the worst, but uh, it seems to push a lot of, information that is allowed to be put out there what was that uh, topic that he wasn't allowing the guy to cover on his show according to i I don't know if it was chris from rantcast or who it was oh there uh, was some topic that they weren't allowing it was like fossils or maybe something about like the old world something like that something yeah but yeah you know he's he he talks about what he's allowed to talk about obviously on a uh, you know platform with spotify there so here we go we'll get back to this video here and i just got to restart it so my apologies but here it is sorry It's a system like China has. It's very dangerous. Video shows how China is using AI in their schools. Know exactly when someone isn't paying attention. These headbands measure each student's level of concentration. The information is then directly sent to the teacher's computer and to parents. Classrooms have robots that analyze students' health and engagement levels. Students wear uniforms with chips that track their locations. Why did you show those beads? There are even surveillance cameras that monitor how often students check their phones or yawn during classes. But schools say it wasn't hard for them getting parental consent to enroll kids into what is one of the world's largest experiments in AI education, boost students' grades, while also feeding powerful algorithms. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. They're going to kill us. Dude, I need to smoke another joint. I can't Stay contented. Yeah, uh, pretty crazy, though. I mean, you know, that that graphic that they showed was really powerful of the mouse picking up the $100 bill and looking at it and then getting caught in that trap and then just, like, they're stuck there working, you know, for the rest of life. That's wild. Um, Dude, that video right there with that blonde girl? Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah. That's some crazy shit. That dude's fucking good. Yeah, well, I was thinking we could play that at the end or something because it's a little longer. But, yeah, it's very interesting, man. Very, very weird stuff. Um, about like kind of basically the risks of um, posting shit online. And there's another video that I'll play right before that where um talks about like not using USB ports in public places, which is. Yes, I've heard that too. Right. Which is fucking have, crazy. It makes sense. <laughs> well, of course it does. You know what I mean? Using uh, Wi-Fi networks and stuff too, which I was doing all week. I was using a, you know, a, a very public uh, Wi-Fi network in a hospital. And you would think, dude, this is another thing. It's a tangent here. When my dad went into his surgery, the fucking first. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to like give the listeners a little bit of detail, or not? Oh sure, yeah, yeah. So my dad had open heart surgery, and um, you know, it was something that I didn't want to talk about. I didn't want people knowing about it, um, until it was over with. You know what I mean? Just because there's some people out there that are real fucking assholes, and uh, so I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want any negative energy whatsoever, um, or or like bad vibes or anything about it. And um, my dad ended up posting it on Facebook because I think he was thinking he wanted to do the same thing. And it's his call. Right. So 
Uh, I also didn't feel like I wanted to put information out there that he might not want, you know, and, and whatever, but he puts it out on his Facebook. And then, you know, people like Joe from legit bat were like, Hey dude, good luck. I'll say a prayer for you guys and all that stuff. So thank you. Big, big thanks to Joe. Cause that stuff really means a lot. But, um, so he had this, this open heart surgery and, um, I mean, just recovered fucking quickly. Like absolutely. He's, he, he took a walk today. You he's know a machine, I mean? dude. dude. He's a fucking, he's a, he's a tough, tough dude. So, um, yeah, really, really happy about that whole situation. But yeah, he had his procedure on Monday and he was out by Friday, like you were saying. So, um, he had a good support staff around him and that, yeah. that, that, that aids a lot in healing. Um, and I, I know you were pretty, you, you, I could, I know you, you're, you're a lot like me. You don't, you don't like put your emotions out there, but dude, I knew you were worried. <laughs> you were fucking worried. You, you were shook and, and you had every right to be. And that's why you went to Papua New Guinea and on special assignment. And I checked in on you as often as I could while I was at work just to make sure, you know, your headspace was okay. And yeah, obviously, and your dad, but, uh, I, 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 I don't want to pat myself on the back. I was like, when you started to tell me how, how fast, like he, he re- was going through his recovery. I was like, dude, he's going to be home by Friday. He's, he's, he's got this, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and he did. So, yeah, man. Yeah. They took everything out. They were talking about like how, how well he was doing, like, minutes after the surgery like you know right when we went in there and we were able to see him in the icu and stuff they're like yeah he's already i mean he'll he'll be home quick so yeah it was great man and just you know just being there and being tough for like my mom and my sister and you know i love my sister's little boyfriend too like he was there the whole time with her and uh just kind of being the guy that's like making the jokes and and you know trying to keep the mood light and stuff and then dude after we get in there like i just start fucking bawling dude like a baby you know what i mean because like it's done i don't have to do this fucking charade anymore of trying to be tough and like you know no it's not a big deal you know all this stuff and you know kyla my sister's googling like how risky is it all the different things so she's the worst thing you can do (laughs) yeah yeah. but i mean what what was interesting is that you find out that a heart surgery open heart surgery is not even like one of the 10 deadly surgeries anymore it's mostly like stomach stuff like if you get part of your colon removed uh or or like any intestine stuff removed like that is this the risky stuff fucking append uh, um an appendectomy mm-hmm. is more risky than fucking open heart surgery yeah because you're scary because uh, it's a six procedure yeah because you risk with with that putting that poisonous bacteria in, into the body right I mean, and getting like sepsis and stuff okay. like that so yeah man so it was very scary but yeah um i i forget what i mentioned before do you remember because you said you want to talk about what what happened? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, right. I forgot too. It must be a Pisces thing. It is, dude. <laughs> no, I forget what it was. But yeah, so you know, after you, you want to hear some fucking ironic news, and we'll just touch on it for for a quick. We don't want to let everybody. It's Debbie Downer time. I text my dad today. Happy Happy Father's Day. And nor I wasn't expecting a text back right away because he normally he's a night owl. He he stays up to the wee hours in the morning and then sleeps during the day. That's just what he does at 73 years old. He he has every (laughs) right to do it. He's like, happy father's day to you too. I should be out soon. I was like, what the fuck? Well, here apparently on, on the 31st of May, he said he suffered a heart attack and his stomach and shit was filled with blood. So they rushed him to Billings, Montana by life light. And he's been in therapy. I was like, well, you could have told me. Um, He's Mm -hmm. like, I, didn't really have access to my phone and I was, you know, under a lot of medications, but he's doing better. I was just like, 
sitting there today. I'm like, how fucking weird is this shit? Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. You, so, are you are you guys aren't that close? We're clo- we're close. Uh, we don't need to talk every day, right? Right. You know what I mean. But when when we do, it's usually for for a few hours, kind of like I do with my brother, with my half brother. We share the same dad. But it it's I was just like, holy shit, you know. Huh. Me personally, if he died, I, I I would squirt some tears and and be upset versus my mom. You know what I mean? Gotcha. That's just one just of those the relationship there. Yeah, just the relationship we have. But I was just like, man, fuck, I'm I'm glad you're doing good and this and that, and they they got you, you know, to safety in time. But he lives by himself in a, in a little 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 tiny town in Wyoming. You know what I mean? So mm. we're we're, we're what, what, you, wait, you know during COVID and stuff, it was real easy to bag on the medical system and stuff like that because of how they handled that. But they do some incredible shit, man. Like when it's needed, it's fucking very, very good what they can do. So not to, you know, suck their dicks or anything, but no. um, wild stuff, dude, wild, wild times when, uh, when you go through that kind of thing, but yeah, man, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's good now. So all the positivity is appreciated by people. Um completely forget how we got into that i know that you mentioned i should mention something about that but i forgot what i was saying before that i wish we could rewind but um yeah, we, don't have, thing. we don't have the rewind button we do they not need to, they need to put that in we need that uh that remote from uh that shitty adam sandler movie click or whatever it is where they can rewind. <laughs> yeah. but this is another thing that's interesting i think it has a lot to do with some of this mrna stuff too um, the world's largest mosquito factory funded by Bill Gates and this place breeds 30 million mosquitoes per week for release in 11 different countries. Here it is. I'm Scott O'Neill here in Medellin, Colombia today, and I'm at the world's biggest mosquito factory for the World Mosquito Program. We're making in here 30 million mosquitoes a week. Come have a look. We're doing it for a very serious reason. Cities like Medellin have suffered from diseases like dengue, Zika, chikungunya for decades, but not anymore. We've been able to bring the solution of Wolbachia mosquitoes to this city. When this bacteria called Wolbachia gets introduced into the mosquito, it stops their ability to transmit dengue. We release mosquitoes that have Wolbachia. Now they go and mate and Wolbachia gets passed into the wild mosquito population. If we're going to control these diseases in all the tropical cities of the world, um, it's going to require a lot of mosquitoes. The mosquito life cycle starts with the egg. And in this room, we've got a lot of eggs. Each one of these strips, these tiny black dots, are up to 10,000 mosquito eggs. Across all of these strips, about one and a half million dried eggs waiting to hatch. In this tray, we've got the newly hatched eggs. They're little larvae, so small you can hardly see them. They're going to sit in here for a few days and eat and get bigger until they look like these ones over here. They're starting to turn into pupae. We're wanting to do the next step of sorting, sorting the males from the females. We want to do that so we can manipulate the sex ratio in the cages to be more female than male. The bottom ones along here are the boys, and the ones at the top are the girls. They're bigger. From here, Whoa, they're going into the adult genders. We have adults that we continuously grow in what we call our brood stock. And then over here, we have the mass-produced mosquitoes getting ready to give us the eggs to go out directly into the field. It's crazy how they sound. 
You might wonder, what do we feed all these mosquitoes here? Well, I can tell you, we've got the good stuff in here. On the top shelf, literally, we've got the blood. They love it. Once the mosquitoes are grown, they're ready to go out into the field. Wild. Scott O'Neill here in Medellin, Colombia. You know, the guy says, we got the good stuff in here, the blood. You know, yeah, the adrenochrome. Creep. So I remember what I was going to say, um, talking about, you know, how I, how I mentioned, you know, my dead surgery and stuff. So <laughs> two hours into a surgery, and this is, this goes into the scamming thing, which we'll segue really nicely into two hours. He's on the bed. He's, he's unconscious. He's probably opened up at this time. We're getting a scam call saying that we need to pay some bill that he has with the hospital right away. I mean, how low will people sink? Somebody that's having a potential life-threatening surgery, I mean, a, you know, very serious surgery, and they're calling trying to get money out of my mom. Really? Like, how the fuck did they know all this? I don't know. Either the hospital sells their data, which is possible, and, and they and they might sell it to somebody that isn't a scammer, and then they sell it to other scammers, right? That's highly illegal because that violates every HIPAA law. Right. But I don't know how they got it. They got it right away, though. Like like I said, he's unconscious, being operated on, and they're trying to say that we owed money for something. Or my, my mom and dad, obviously, owed money for something. Right. And, you know, my, my sister, God bless her, you know, she's still learning how to kind of work around the scams. She was in charge of my dad's phone. She's kind of a busy body, right? She needs she she wants to feel like she's really the one that's like doing the important stuff. So she wants right. to hold my dad's phone during the thing. So my dad lets her hold it. And uh, he gets a call. She answers. And he, and uh, she said, yeah, is Paul Dean there? We needed to talk about his billing. And um, my sister's like, well, he's in surgery. And so right there they know, okay, he's having a surgery. So we can charge them for this. We can say that that we can charge for that. Gives the phone to my mom. And then, you know, the whole time. So, like, I Google the number while my mom's on the phone. It says right there it's a scam, you know, on Google. So right. I, I, you know, grabbed the phone from my mom. And I was like, don't fucking call this number again. Hung up. That was that. But. Uh, this talks about that and, and there's two, I believe, yeah, this one, uh, with the lady and this other one with another lady talking about like, you know, just being careful of what you post online and like, you know, the different databases that you access, whether Wi-Fi or USB charging or whatever. So here it is. Use the VPN people. Things I won't be doing in airports, hotels, or public spaces anymore. Number one, using public USB chargers. The FBI recently put out a warning not to use these public USB charging ports because hackers have found a way to introduce malware onto phones via these public ports. You can still charge your phone, just make sure to use an old school socket instead of just plugging your USB in. The second one is logging onto public Wi-Fi networks. These networks here, they probably appear to be legitimate, right? Dude, this yeah. is some sick shit. But they're not. These are all fake networks? They're all powered by me. So as soon as you connect to any of those, I have your password. I have anything in between. So if that's that's one thing. That's just Wi-Fi. Is this how people are stealing information? This is one of them anyways. In, in, in airport. In an airport? Oh yeah, I mean, airport, Starbucks, um, when you, uh, it's called a man in the middle attack. So if I'm on the same network as you, I can essentially control the traffic, uh, you know, as if I was the modem or router. So instead of when you type google.com, instead of your computer telling the router you want google.com, you're telling my computer you want google.com, and I'm giving you what I, what, what I'm telling you google.com is. 
these are two things that won't be doing Crazy, airport huh? Crazy. That's, that's some scary shit. Things that won't be doing. I hate how fucking sensitive this shit is when you accidentally like hover your mouse over it, it just selects it again. Um, we can go into this one and then I'm going to grab some more water here and then we can get into yours too. Okay. So you said that you wanted to see this one. This one's a little longer, but it's very important stuff. Pretty cool too. Yeah, I, w- I watched this on TikTok. Hey, I'm Jose Monkey. You asked me to figure out where this video was recorded. So I did. Hi, I'm Jose Monkey and I find people who ask to be found. Many of you have heard me say before that one of the reasons I do these videos is to help raise awareness about some of the risks of posting things online. This video was sent to me by a mom who was hoping that I could help demonstrate those risks to her kid. I have a 10-year-old who doesn't understand the risk behind social media, so I just wanted to show her something. So tell me where I am, Jose Monkey. Okay, I hope your 10-year-old is watching. So what can we see? This video was recorded in selfie mode, so the first thing I did was flip it horizontally. One of the first things I noticed is that there's a CVS directly behind mom at the beginning of the video. And behind the CVS, we can see a water tower. As mom turns the camera, we can see that there's a parking lot here and also a building that looks like an apartment or hotel. After that, we briefly catch a glimpse of some other people in the background and a small garage or shed here. And we can see just a glimpse of something blue, which might be a dumpster. Mom turns the camera back in the other direction and we can see that there's a Wendy's here. I also made note of the sun and shadows to help figure out directions. We can see that the sun appears to be setting in the direction of the motel or apartments. So that's probably west. And when mom turns around and is facing the sun, her shadow is pointing in the direction that is likely east. Based on that information, I tried to sketch a map of what this place would look like from above, so I'd have a better shot at recognizing it on the map. We've got a compass that tells me which way is north. Mom is standing about here. We've got all the buildings here, including the Wendy's and the CVS. I also made a note of the fact that the road that we see here appears to run kind of northwest to southeast. Okay, so that's probably what it looked like. But where the heck was it? Based on the fact that everybody in the video is wearing shorts and flip-flops, it seems like it's someplace warm. And I'm not great at recognizing accents, but I was pretty sure that this was probably someplace in the southeast based on mom's accent. So how was I going to find this place? I recently told you guys about how I've been learning about doing data mining against the OpenStreetMap Geographic Database. It's like searching for things on Google Maps, but instead of doing it manually, you write code to do it. I figured I could use an approach much like I used in episode 186 recently. In that episode, I was searching for Rite Aid locations that were very close to Family Dollar locations. I could apply the same idea here, looking for CVS locations that were close to Wendy's. But I figured I could do better than that, because I could also search for the water tower that we see. I figured if I could find CVS locations, then filter that list to ones that were close to water towers, say 500 meters. Then I could filter that further to only the locations that were also close to Wendy's locations, say 250 or 300 meters. With that approach in mind, I sat down and wrote the queries that I needed. This is the part where I should insert like a Hollywood-style hacking sequence. Okay, so without any good leads to tell me what state this was, I just searched the entire southeast. I played around with the proximity values until I got a list of candidate locations. There were 24 of them. I figured I'd just look at each one and compare it to my crude map and see if any of them matched. I had only looked at a few locations when I saw this one. We had a Wendy's and a CVS in the right relative positions. The road ran kind of northwest to southeast. And the shape of the other building here looked like it was right. But where was the water tower? I had to zoom out a bit to find it, but it was exactly where I expected to find it, a bit north and west of CVS. Time to check the Google Street View. And guys, that was it. You're standing on the grass near the parking lot of the Jameson Inn in Winder, Georgia. Google Street View confirmed all the landmarks. We had the CVS and the water tower. We had the building, which was a hotel and the garage. And we could even see that dumpster that we could just barely see in your video. We can see the Wendy's that we see in your video. And based on the clues, I was able to figure out that mom was probably standing right about here on the grass at the edge of the parking lot. Guys, my goal is not to scare anyone, 
but I do hope that these videos help you to understand some of the risks of posting things online. Please use really good judgment when you post photos and videos. And kids, listen to your parents. Please like this video if you enjoyed it. And Good stuff. I mean, yeah. uh, what a weird style to have no hair, no beard, but sideburns. Weird. But uh, it is a very unique style. I, I will say, I will say that. Like a weird looking dude. Uh, more more power to him. But when I saw that, I was just like, holy shit. I didn't realize and I should have realized that roast beef labian how to what? Yeah, what is this that you uh, called this email? Roast beef labian how to tighten them. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's not something I search. That is the name of this email for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, so that's what I got. I got some other stuff that we can play if uh, if you don't have too much. But what, what kind of stuff did you bring in here today? And again, thanks, Victoria. Those are all from one person. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, it, she sends me some stuff. And I know after one of the the episodes that we were going into, with uh what were we talking about was that that whole rabbit hole we went down with that jewish dude and we couldn't find oh, yeah, any yeah, goldberg or whatever yeah. Goldberg, yeah and she started digging and digging and digging and kind of came up with some of the same search results we did and i was like no that that's not it that this isn't it and then all of a sudden she was just like wow you're right uh, there is nothing on this dude I was like, oh, Chris yeah. has also been looking into it from Rantcast, and he sent. Uh, I guess he's got a longer video, and he's really interested in what what that whole story is. So we'll have to touch base with him at some point to uh, maybe follow up on it. Maybe we can have him call in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, trying to see where I want to start. Where you want to go with this? Where I want to go with this? Um. While you're doing that, I'm going to pull up Old Faithful and see what they got over there. Because, you know, they were doing this whole thing this week with the Trump trial and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, boy, here we go again. It's it's our, it's our a year out still. Six months out still from election year. And we're already going through it. So We are. I'm going to start out with something something funny. Okay. Hi, what up, Joe? You scared me. I was sleeping. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to wake you. No, you're all good, man. What's the call for? Me and Donnie want to know what's the ice cream shop you go to. You're with Donald, not cool man. You know how I feel about him. Listen, Joe, we were. No, save it. You and Donald can go fuck yourself while you're at it. Maybe you can ask your husband to fuck you as well. You're not fooling anyone when you tell people he is a girl. Oh, damn, that's a burn. How about you shut the fuck up and go trip on more stairs? Classic. Your wife looks like one of Shaq's sons. <laughs> Sleepy Joe got you there, Obama. We all know she is a dude. Fuck you, Donald. <laughs> that's stupid that is stupid but i came across as like ah oh, this is this is funny um let's get into <laughs> some possible alien disclosure technology who's your favorite senator but, uh, yeah. since we have to be brief i have already given all pertinent information and supporting documentation to the senate intelligence committee this yeah. one is like uh just about five minutes so Bear with the long, oh, God. but if if true, it's good. Yeah. And Arrow, they informed me that all of my information will be recorded for public record and shared with Congress. It is that important. 
In 2010, I was selected to go down to the South Pole Station in Antarctica for an entire year by Raytheon Polar Services as an employee of a third-party contractor for the National Science Foundation. I functioned in a dual-role capacity as a tradesman and a firefighter. My responsibilities required me to be more informed than most of my crew and offered me complete access to the facilities. What I learned from this unique experience needs to be shared with the entire world. The technology at the South Pole Station certainly can do what it is presented as its primary purposes, and unfortunately, much more. The Ice Cube Neutrino Detector is presented as a passive listening device for the purposes of the science as presented. But I'm going to skip right through the chase, folks. Uh, I have provided documentation that proves that the 5,160, what they call DOMs, that are embedded in the ice can actually transmit at 2,047 volts each. That gives us a long list of things to consider. It is effectively a multifaceted directed energy weapons platform that I will uh, list rapidly a few things that it can do. Vehicle detection. We're learning that these off-world craft, on-world craft, ours or other nations are also emitting neutrinos. So this makes the South Pole Station effectively an air traffic control station for this new level of equipment that nobody's discussing. In addition to the ability to detect neutrinos and the exotic vehicles, I have provided documentation that shows that this is also a system for faster-than-light communications. In the past, Gary McKinnon has hacked NASA, found the off-world fleet, the list of captains, and it's apparent that if we have faster-than-light vehicles moving throughout the system, we're going to need faster-than-light communications. This is that facility. Mm. Unfortunately, I have other bad news. The season that I was there, 2010 to 2011, we converted from uh, construction to operations and maintenance in both the elevated station and the detector array. Unfortunately, when they first fired it up, that was when we had the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand. There was two incidental shots before they were able to target it correctly. This is an earthquake-generating device as well. This is the weapons of war that we have to deal with now and what Raytheon's hiding. There's an ELF system at the South Pole Station that when I was arrived, I was told it was off, dismantled, and completely defunct. In my work, I will rapidly just tell you, I had to figure out the circuitry for certain other repairs, and I found that this system is, in fact, completely energized, up and running, and being utilized with the other systems for nefarious purposes as well. The Atmospheric Research Observatory is uh, in what we call the clean air sector. I witnessed myself a very powerful green laser shooting out of the top of this facility into the cosmos. This, I believe, is a secondary form of long-range communications and or a defense system. I am not saying that we need to be scared of anything that's out there, but please understand the military-industrial complex is happy to invest all of your money in alleviating their fears. <clears throat> A question of power comes into play for all of these facilities that are present. I assure you, I knew what was going on. I knew the load demands of the facility, and all of these new items exceed the demand for the systems that I was presented. I am doing due diligence and research. I believe there is either a secondary power supply there that is either nuclear that uh, was there prior to the start of the Antarctic Treaty, which prohibits such things, and or that there is some sort of exotic uh, power supply system there 
that just is not in the verbiage of the treaty, so it negates the responsibility to the parties involved. I think that pretty much covers it for time. If anybody, if anybody wants to find out more, I have a website where all this information is at for brevity. I'll wrap it up, but you can go to deciphering.tv. I've documented all of this stuff, and information is available. That's Crazy. Good. Good. Yeah. So they're talking about, like, the, this is more communication through light, it sounds like a little bit, right? A little bit, and it it kind of dives into that whole conspiracy theory about Antarctica, and could there be other beings out there or not just that the technology to I mean he said they fired that thing up and uh, a New Zealand earthquake happened now a couple months ago there was a huge earthquake over in the Middle East mm. could that have been triggered by this if that's the technology i mean could this is all speculation i don't know if i mean he looks official but i mean they make they make videos of people looking official floating in space at the same time so right. take it for what it's worth i i don't know it's just one of those things i came across and i was just like holy shit uh, and and this kind of came out which is kind of weird a few days after that whole Las Vegas alien thing and that fucking, we covered it last week on, on cunt, the dude's a, a fucking scam artist or whatever. And then I guess NASA came out and said it was a fucking meteorite or some, sh I, believe what you want. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to know what's real, dude. It is. It is. Very much, very much. What else we got here? Um, Let's see. Oh. What's the purpose of the CIA? Is that a long video? Where do, where do you say that? Oh, it's rough to listen to, but yes, I, I I saved this, and I know it is rough. He he was on Rogan, but it's very very good information. Okay. My uncle John Kennedy, he realized early on that the purpose of the CIA and the intelligence apparatus was to create a constant pipeline of new wars. Eisenhower, who was the outgoing president, gave what is probably the most important speech in American history, which was, you know, where he warned against the military industrial complex. I was at my uncle's inauguration. I was in Washington that day, you know, as a six-year-old boy. And two months later, the military and intelligence came to him and said, we got to invade Cuba. And he was like, I'm not going to Cuba and I'm not going to let the military. And they said, well, we got all these Cubans trained and they're going to go attack Castro. And he said, well, we're, the U.S. government can't be doing that. I don't like what Castro's doing down there, but the, it's not the United States job to dictate what kind of governments other countries have. And they said, uh, well, as soon as they land, there's going to be a, a big revolution. Everybody's going to rise up and they're going to overthrow Castro. And he said, well, you can't use the U.S. military. And they ended up bringing those guys over. And in the middle of it, in the night, they came to him and said, they're getting wiped out on the beach and you need to send in the military and invade. And he said, we're not going to do it. He stepped out of that meeting and he realized they had been lying to him and trying to trick him. 
And he said, I want to take the CIA and shatter it into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds. For the next a thousand days of his presidency, he was at war with his military and intelligence apparatus. They tried to get him to go into Laos. He said, no. They tried to get him to go into Vietnam. They said that we need 250,000 combat troops. He refused. Everybody around him wanted to go into Vietnam. He sent 16,000 military advisors. They weren't allowed to fight. Many of them did. They both violated the rules of engagement. In October of 1963, he heard some of his Green Berets had been killed over there. And he said, I want a total casualty list from Vietnam. And his aide came to him and said, 75 Americans have died. He said, that's too many. And he signed that day a national security order ordering all troops out of Vietnam, U.S. troops. And then a, a month later, he was killed. My uncle, John Kennedy, he realized early on. There's a lot of reasons why uh, they might have wanted to kill Kennedy, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, you and I have talked to, uh, fuck, Corey Hughes Hughes, on that that subject alone. And you could dive down so many different fucking avenues of why Kennedy was killed. But then you listen to this. And the first thing that pops to my mind is, wow, now I see why these Q-tards really jump onto the fact that Kennedy this and Kennedy that and and Junior dying. And, and, and it's like, just because <laughs> Trump is kind of like uh, Kennedy but didn't get his ass, like, get the fuck out of here, but... At the end of the day, this dude spits a lot of fucking truth. Yeah. I just, it, it, it's hard for me, as well as you, to listen to him. But man, he jumped on the scene to run as a Democrat, and they won. The Democratic National Convention said, Joe Biden, there, there will be no debates. Yeah. Well, why is that? Why, why is that? <laughs> because. Obviously, Joe's a fucking idiot and a fucking retard. Yeah. Yeah, and this dude's very intelligent. He would. I mean, if I were to vote, he might have my vote. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not Democrat, Republican, or whatever. He might have my vote just because he spits a lot of fucking truth, and he he spit a lot of fucking truth on, on, on the whole COVID thing as well. Yeah, you know, I'm just skeptical of that, too, because, you know, the whole uh, Kennedy curse thing, like, I wonder why he was spared. Like, yeah, he does have this right. um, disorder or this disease or whatever it is. I know it's some kind of palsy, it sounds like. Um, but it's like, dude, they'll, they'll fucking kill him if he's a bad mm-hmm. guy, if they don't want him in. Like, I'm surprised that they haven't killed him now. That's what's interesting about this kind of stuff, because, yeah, he's giving a lot of good information, but... Alex Jones gives a lot of good information too. Rogan talks about a lot of good things on his show. So it's always like, you know, I don't like saying everybody that's out there telling some kind of facts is uh controlled opposition, but it's hard not to think that at a certain point, especially when they're so high profile. And when you, when you hear about Rogan, not allowing certain guests on because of the information that they're talking about. Um, and then, and then now, you know, they're allowing this, which is supposedly bombshell shit. It's like, it's just, a, it's just meant to be out there. It's allowed to be out there. Right. The stuff with Mel Gibson too is interesting. I think is that who's next to him with that A's hat? Uh no. Uh oh, it looks like Mel. we'll get to that. That that's kind of a, a funny little thing. Do you do you remember Ben Stein? Yeah. Okay. 
this he he came out and and made this statement about Trump and and the indictments. So he's pretty funny, man. He uh he is fu- he's some... fucking he's smart. Well, he's pretty fucking racist too. If you really listen to him, like oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. He's there's some he's really a racist funny. Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty yeah. funny to listen to uh to him talk about like black people and stuff. Funny if you're white. I mean, it's not right. funny if you're black. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Bad. <laughs> All right. But yeah, let's hear him. Doesn't mean he's wrong about everything. I just don't agree with his views on race. Sorry for the the audio quality for the listeners, but no, it's just a little quiet. Yeah, a little quiet. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he brings up some good points there. It's just like uh, I don't know. I think this is all a big show. I don't, I really don't think. I think he's in on it. Not not Ben Stein, but you know, Trump. He's not going to jail. You know what I mean? Uh, they they might do some goofy shit where he's in there for like a fucking week and then somebody bails him out you know president some other president gets elected that bails him out or some shit you know and and not only that this is all coming out on the heels of all the biden shit that's being revealed right. uh you hear people well uh Biden, uh, he he did that. He he didn't know. He he just didn't know. Oh, yeah. so it's okay to be a fucking retard. It's okay to be a retard. You you just didn't know. But a president that is protected by the Presidential Act that can take these is now somehow a criminal. Oh, okay, gotcha. Not, not the, yeah, it's it strange times. I forget what this lady had to say. But I'm going to play it because I obviously saved it for a reason. Would you like to hear Lindsey Graham talking directly to the deep state? So this was a hearing yesterday that they held where they were talking about the Biden bribery scandal. What I really need you to understand is each clip I'm going to show you is separate of Lindsey Graham. And what I mean by that is Lindsey Graham would speak and then it would go over to Dick Durbin or uh, Senator Grassley and it would come back to Lindsey Graham and each and every time he said this if it was dismissed as not being credible i think the public needs to know what led to that if it's part of an ongoing investigation we need to back off because we can't interfere in an investigation that was his first time speaking here's his second time and if it is being looked at seriously then we'll let the system work that was the second time here's the third time I have no idea who the Burisma executive is, where they should be believed at all. Are there tapes? If there are tapes, well, then that would go contrary to what President Biden said he did or didn't do as vice president. All I'm asking is, it went to Mr. Brady, 
We don't know what happened to it. If it's being investigated by Mr. Weiss, that'd be it for me. I'll back off and let him do his job. That was the third time. Here's the fourth time. That complicated, simple question. What happened to the allegation? If it's part of an ongoing investigation, I'll back off. Mm. That was the fourth time, and here's the fifth time. Did he say, after looking at it, I found it to be not credible, or did he send it to Mr. Wise to look at further? I think all of us just want to know what happened. And if it's part of an ongoing investigation, back off. Mr. Chairman. Now keep in mind, out of the 24-minute clip that I watched, he only talked six times. So I don't know. You tell me. Is he trying to tell the deep state, open an investigation, and we'll have to back off? Would you? I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I, maybe. I don't trust that rat as far as I could throw him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's I mean, a piece of shit. Do you want to go to my favorite senator? Let's go. Let's see what uh, Uncle Fester has. I mean, I voted for this guy hands down. And... I did, too. I actually, yeah, well, I was going to say something that would, like, obviously be a joke, but it would be it would be fucking uh, illegal if it was real. So we'll just not say it. Okay. I was going to say I voted for him three three times hands down and once from, from my grave. So well, I was going to say something along those lines, too. Like, I, I uh, got a fake address there to vote for him. But, uh, you know, obviously a joke. But, right. yeah. This guy's a fuck. Would you like to hear Lindsey Graham? She's kind of hot in a weird way. Yeah, I can agree. And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to uh, lady's got to have her face in there. And he is yeah. here to commit to work with the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure <laughs> that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president <laughs> that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. And oh, now boy. I'm standing next to. And Biden just stands there like. Uh, he got there though. He got he got to the finish. Yeah, this guy's a goofball. Be here and to introduce my. My friend, Congressman Boyle Bile. Boyle Bile. His name's uh, Brendan Boyle. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm uh, Congressman Brendan Boyle. It's a pleasure to be here and to introduce my... I thought I saved another clip of him in Congress, but they passed it over and they're like, do you want Do you want to say anything about this bridge collapsing? And, and all he would say is, uh, yeah, uh, the, the 95... Uh, yeah, the 95, 95, 95, 95. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I want to hear that one more time, if you don't mind. It's kind of funny because, like you said, one person claps. All right. Boyle Bile. It's a to be here and to introduce my, my friend, Congressman Boyle Bile. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I'm uh, Congressman Brendan oh, Boyle. Biden's face. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. <laughs> Jeez, dude. It, is, introduce my- it would be sad, but it's like you wonder what he did, the where they're putting him through this. You know, he must have done something wrong. Yeah, I. Uh, the last I checked, you had a dress code to be in the Senate or anything like that. Yeah. How? Like, 
you're still parading him around in a fucking Carhartt hoodie in June. In June, might you out here? No one's wearing a hoodie, huh? Yeah, in Pennsylvania, and short and uh, basketball shorts. Yeah, dude, I saw. You know, when they were doing the tour of the bridge that collapsed, uh, you know, people were talking shit about what he was wearing. And you got these liberal dick writers that are just like anything for the Republicans to get upset about. You know what I mean? And it's just like, no, it's not. Yeah, I get it when people are like, you know, taking it over the top. But it is like dress like don't they say dress for the job you want, dress for success, all that stuff. He should have some pride. In what he's doing, I understand you want to be comfortable. Look at me; I'm I'm dressed comfortable right now. But if I was going hey. out somewhere to do to, to you know be the face of my state or the country or whatever, I'd probably wear a suit. I don't like wearing suits, but I'd wear a suit. Yes, it just makes sense. And like you know, the, there's these fucking you know, and they're all liberals. The the senator or the, the congressman, I think her she, she's some. I'll see if I can find her. She's got she's an old lady with like a Karen haircut, and she's got bright purple hair. <laughs> it's like you don't look professional like if you have an opinion on something i'm probably just going to go the opposite way just out of principle you know what i mean yeah. um no. first impressions are lasting impressions the fact yeah. that they keep putting him out there in a carhartt hoodie and basketball shorts like he's for the people right dude uh you were lieutenant governor of pennsylvania you didn't do shit uh Wolf didn't do shit for this fucking state other than run it to the fucking ground. You oh, know? of course, she's a fucking Connecticut politician. Connecticut's a fucking hick shithole. Okay, mm-hmm. watch this. This is what this lady is. Rosa DeLauro. Oh, yes, I've seen this lady. <laughs> I didn't know she I didn't know she was fucking from Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, dude. <laughs> the moment I saw her, I was like, wow, you, you're wearing Harry Potter glasses and you got purple hair and you look like a fucking witch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I this this hairstyle I think is so ugly on people, but I get oh. it can still be respectable. But doing the purple hair, I mean, you're a professional. You're you're old as shit, too. Yeah. What old as shit. And, and you kind of look like a man in the face. She does yeah. look like a man. She's got a she's got a manly, yeah, not not an attractive person. I mean, look at that. Look at that Adam's apple. Where? Um, where was it? Uh, right, right. Go back down just a hair. Not that one. One more down. Right in the oh, middle of your man. screen. Look at that. Come Holy on. shit! Wow. That looks like it has a BBC shoved right down that throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that is oh, rough. Come on. Yeah, Democrat woman who looks like a man. It looks like men. Let me see if this this might be like a full site. It looks like. Uh, we'll go to this link. <laughs> if there's a bunch of them, it'd be kind of funny. I mean, we have Rachel Levine. Right, right. This is Ebom's world. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. This is a nice little list of Democratic. Oh boy, this is like oh. Boy. We'll go through. So you got uh, Allison Schwartz out of Pennsylvania. You heard of her? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, looks like a dude, kind of. I mean, the Adam's apple's not as bad. This looks like she's been dead for 10 years. Uh, <laughs> Andrea Dworkin. Looks, looks like a fat crypt keeper. <laughs> <laughs> she's a radical feminist author, best known for her criticism of pornography, which she argued was linked to rape. 
Um, <laughs> that's because she never got laid. <laughs> that's, that's actually not like a crazy. I mean, it's kind of wild that she would have that take as a radical feminist. You know what I mean? Like a right. lot of radical feminists say that porn is empowering for women and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this oh. one's pretty bad. Senator Barbara Mikulski out of Maryland, longest serving woman in the U.S. Congress. She must be the best speaker ever. She, she got the, the little uh, Superman <laughs> little hook right there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that <laughs> neck is dangling. Uh, it's pretty funny. She must be the best speaker ever to get pa- to talk past her face. That's pretty funny. Um, a lot of these women are just very ugly. They don't really look like men, though. Best yeah. Barbara, uh, Senator Barbara Boxer out of California. Um, just a plain, plain, awful woman, uglier on the inside than she could ever be on the outside. Her hair is a little longer than Democrat regulations for women. Uh, <laughs> Congress, uh, Betty, I, I don't know if that's Congresswoman Betty McCollum out of Minnesota. Um, according and to Wikipedia, that's, that, that's got a, that's got a thick throat. It, it is a thick throat. She's got a neck built like you, dude. Yeah. Uh, according to Wikipedia, her kid got hurt on a slide and the city council wouldn't fix it. So she got into politics. Yep. That sounds like a woman. All right. That's pretty funny. Yeah. These are all, I'm just reading. Oh, dude, that looks like Ron DeSantis mixed with fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fuck your freedoms. This is Senator Blanche Lincoln out of Arkansas. Looks a little bit like a former wide receiver, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like I said, I'm just reading for the people. Oh, Claire McCaskill. Claire McCaskill out of Missouri uh, looks like a linebacker. Another damn lawyer. You just can't keep those high school nerds down. I'm telling you. Right. That picture, she looks like she's like, where the fuck are my deep fried pickles, bitch? I said 12 donuts. All right. Look at this girl's little cross side. You saw that video, too. Yeah, No, no. I was just saying. (laughs) Yeah, there was a video. This lady ordered uh, a dozen of something. Fat as fuck way over obese your your typical karen hugeantic and she's like no i want like 50 and the dude's like uh you ordered a dozen yeah a dozen's 50 not 12 this is super creepy look over here in one of my pop-ups it said oh man it just passed um it said kim spelt how kim spells her name in big letters right there and she doesn't spell it normal but that was kind of weird um yeah, this this girl's pretty ugly too. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, we know. The about only her. the only nice thing about her is her hair. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's, um, that's, you've got Diane Feinstein, who does look like a midget, right? Her face, yeah. head shape, kind of gross. Uh dude, that is a guy right there. Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some say that that was. Oh. <laughs> Elena Keegan, a Supreme Court not married, not dating, enjoys softball. The government warns you not to put two and two together. Wow. Oh, fuck, that's a dude. Oh, man. When Holy. The, the dead giveaway is, is the pearl earrings and the pearl necklace. Because Richard Levine wears that shit all the time. It's like, oh, uh, I'm a transgender. Uh, uh, pearls make me a woman. I have uh, seen double chins. This is a triple chin. You see the one, the two, and the three. The three. Right there. That's not a good look. This chin. looks like a little boy. Yeah. Uh, hard. I mean, absolutely like a boy. Elizabeth Sheary, a Democratic assistant. Ahem, also a gay lesbian activist. Not a Victoria's Secret model, in case you're wondering. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. 
I mean, she could have mosquito bites for for boobies, but I, that chest looked really flat. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks like a boy. Yeah, one hundred percent looks like a boy. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth cheekbones, oh. Warren. I like that. Um, Native Americans. See this one. I guess uh, this lady has passed away, and they say, "Rest in peace, you feminist witch, uh, Geraldine Ferraro." Oh man, this is uh, yeah, oh. this is uh, Arizona. I think she's a senator. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a dude. Uh, that one's good Look too. Those thyroid yeah. eyes. <laughs> Janet Reno. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these girls, a lot of these women look like dudes. Yeah, a lot of them. So, ooh, who the fuck is Lynn Stewart? It's got a beard. Yeah. Uh, she is a activist lawyer convicted of charges of conspiracy and providing marital. Oh, sorry, material support to terrorists. No, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> uh, and she votes Democrat, you can assume. Um, look at that. Another dude. Ugh. Another dude. Rachel Maddow, dude. She's got a, she's got an Adam's apple too. Yeah. Man. <laughs> There's Rosa De- <laughs> Delaro. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, I mean the list is long, man. Thirty-one names, and they all look like men. So I think I think this has been going on longer than we could possibly think. Just like uh, technology, what? Where everybody thinks, okay, alien. I'm just putting it in heavy air quotes. Aliens have the superior technology, and yada yada yada. I think we have that. And maybe some of this UFO shit that we see is just us testing shit. Right. And we're way more advanced, but we're us as the, you know, the voting population or whatever you want to fucking call us. Keep in check. Um, the, the newest technology is a electric car. Mm. That's the newest technology, even though cars in the very beginning started off as electric and they found the gas powered engine and that was more efficient, but we're going to revert back and, and you know, we're going to call this new technology. Yeah. It's fucking weird. I I think transgenderism has been going on for probably. It's been going on forever. You got to, right. Yeah. There's always been freaks. Um, What do you say we wrap up? Uh, Yeah, we can. We can. All right. Um, we're gonna have to All do right. this. Why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a cunt. All right, you go because you were on special assignment last week. Okay. Um, you know, hard to be put on the spot here, but I mean, sh- can I go? Can I go with those thirty-one uh, men, women that we just looked at? Can they be Absolutely. the cunts of the week? Are they, <laughs> you know, they're all annoying. I disagree with their politics, and I, you know. They're, they all have very punchable faces because they look like men, not because they're women, but they all look like men. So, yeah, very, very much cunt of the week material right there. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you can go with that because we did cover it. My cunt of the week is going to be the uh, that doctor in the beginning that we were covering only because it just sounded too fear porny. He okay. could be onto something, but it just sounded too fear porny. And I'm like, come on, dude. Come on. That's just me. 
So fear porn, fear porn's come to the week this week. There you go. I like it. I like it, man. Do you want to see that ace clip that I had? If it's short, yeah. I'm gonna try and catch a nap before I run over to my parents. It is short. Uh, just have to do this because Windows 11 sucks. Yeah, I don't know why I'm so tired. Uh, you drank last night and you aren't up on your alcohol. That's why. You're yeah, tired. maybe that's why. <laughs> just didn't sleep very well either. Ooh, never good. When I was saying that I didn't sleep well, Kim was saying she hasn't been sleeping well either, and she's been looking into the Schumann residence shit a lot. Mm. It's going kind of wild right now. I guess they took it offline, something like that. Okay. So I don't know what that means. All right. So I'll share my screen here. And this this is just kind of funny. And I only save this because Kirby Sneed has been on – the tavern a couple times yeah. and major league uh, closeout pitcher for the, the A's the Oakland athletics, Oakland athletics. Uh, yeah. So kind of weird. Let's check Oakland out. A's fans just reverse protested their own franchise and it was complete chaos and a complete success. The A's are in dead last in attendance, have the worst record in baseball. They traded all their good players away and the owner wants to move to Las Vegas. Their fans are so pissed for one day they all decided they were actually going to come to a game just so they could say to the owner. The day before, less than 5,000 people came to the game. On the day of the protest, over 27,000 people showed up. Thousands of them showed up in the parking lot before the game. They did what may be the first ever fan-organized giveaway, giving away thousands of free t-shirts. They chanted to sell the team throughout the game. At least one fan ran onto the field. Then in the fifth, they went dead silent for an entire batter. After the at-bat, they got so loud again, the pitcher couldn't even hear his own pitch comp. Believe it or not, the A's actually played amazing and upset the best team in the league. But even this couldn't stop the fans who stayed well past the game was over just to throw things onto the field. Oakland A's... That'll show them. They just gave them, like, the biggest, like, money. Uh, like yeah. you know, like the biggest uh, gate, you know, prices or whatever the fuck you call that, right? Like, it's funny when people try and protest and it just like helps the cause. You know what I mean? Like helps them. It's like, okay, you're pissed because they want to move to Las Vegas. Maybe start showing up, even if your team fucking sucks. If if you are a supporter of your fucking team, show up, support them. Well, that and like, if if I was an athlete, I would want to be competing in. Vegas as well because the taxes like yeah it's a no-brainer for any team I like that's why I don't understand why there's so many teams in California and then there's like usually multiple New York teams with things too baseball you've got at least two with football you've got a couple too you got Buffalo the Giants the Jets they're kind of more New Jersey but they're technically uh New York so it's like, dude, why? Why? I mean, there's so many taxes that go with those. And if you're in Florida, Texas or uh, Vegas, you're not getting taxed like that. So, no. I mean, I, for the for the player's sake, I hope they go to Vegas. Fuck the fucking California fans, too. Like, fuck them. Who cares? Yeah. So. They, 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 they're good at standing behind their team if they're winning. And don't even come at me, Raider Nation, because y'all <laughs> don't fucking suck a dick, too. Uh, <laughs> 
you only like them when they're when they're winning, and now they're not there anymore. So fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it seems like California might lose a lot of teams, man, because uh, just why? Why the fuck would you want to be there? Yeah. Why would you want to play there? That that whole place is is going to shit. So, and the taxes are just nuts, man. So I hope for the players' sake they can move to wherever they can actually Absolutely. keep their money. Absolutely. But on that note, I guess we'll wrap up. And uh, man, thank you for coming back on special assignment all the way from Papua New Guinea. Yeah, man. Yeah. I thought you'd have a better tan than what you have, but Stayed you, inside didn't a lot. <laughs> you didn't get eaten. So that, that's always a good thing. And to everybody else out there, we will see you next Tuesday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 